Welcome to the show. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, umpires, players, coaches, fans. I don't know who else. I always intro like 8,000 people and it, it seems like I, I always miss a group. But either way, if you're here, welcome. This is episode number eight of, correction, I fucked it up again. Episode number nine of Paul's Strikes and <laughs> Bourbon, a podcast about the pleasures of whiskey and the art of umpiring. I'm Bernie. Josh is with me. Uh, I Real quick apology. We've, we've gone about three weeks without putting that content for you guys. Uh, we have day jobs. We have lives. We have families. Uh, we we completely forgot to record one weekend. We had it all we had it all set up, and and uh, I completely forgot, and and I assume Josh did because neither of us messaged and said, "Hey, are you recording tonight?" Like we yep, had scheduled. I, I forgot. Um, so. And then uh, the other ones we just had we just had stuff going. We had Mother's Day weekend. We had some other stuff going on. So uh, uh, you know, we we are trying to put out as much content for you as possible, but we also are. You know, people with lives and, and 40, 50, 60 hour week jobs and and families. So uh, cut us some slack before you go and say how awful we are. Uh, we know already. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we get told that every time we're on the field. So used yep. to that. Yeah. Speaking of being on the field, I'm not going back out anymore this year. Uh, I don't. Are you? No, I'm, I'm done, my friend. Uh, my season wrapped up about um, a week ago yesterday, actually. Okay. So. You had a playoff game, didn't you? The, the state, state championship? Yeah. Yeah, I had um, I worked a lot of postseason this year. Um, worked a regional tournament. We we do ours a little bit different than you guys, I believe. Um, we our playoffs start with conference play for every classification except for six A. So they have conference tournaments. Dist- uh, they call them district tournaments, um, and then that um, seeds you for the regional tournament. Then all the schools in your region, which is usually like three counties, four counties, something like that, meet at one school for the weekend. They start on Thursdays, actually, and they, they play through Saturday. And, and uh, there are two team, uh, four teams, excuse me, four teams from each regional tournament that go and play state. That may vary from classification to classification. Don't, don't give me the line. Um, so... But, uh, but anyway, the, the one I did, there was four teams from the region that went, and then uh, then they have a state. There was, um, I don't know, 16 or 20 teams in that state tournament. Uh, first round was quite large. And then they play on the state tournament, they play to the semifinals at a school site, at a high school site. And then um, the following week, they will play their championship game at a neutral site, which is usually – University of Arkansas. This year was at University of Central Arkansas in Conway. So yeah, that's how it kind of rolls. And I, so I, I did the regional tournament, I did the state tournament, and then I got a uh, state final game as well. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was it was fun, fun experience. Um, two and a half hour drive down to Conway for me, and about a two hour game, and then about a two and a half hour drive home. So yeah, it was an interesting evening. But uh, just beat the rain, just beat storms. I mean, there was there was lightning, not you know. I don't know what what's the limit. Ten miles, I think. There was lightning twelve miles away. You know, so it's usually ten, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. It was just a couple miles outside the the boundary, so we were able to get the game in, and and uh, it was just some of that summertime heating storms. You know, so it wasn't real real yeah. dangerous storms or anything. But 
anyway, yeah, so we squeezed it in, got home that night, about, you know, midnight or so, and uh, had fun. Took my took my 13-year-old with me. He got to experience the all the the ins and outs of, of umpiring, except for umpiring the game, of course, you know. And, right. Uh, Got to got to hang out in the backstage area, if you will. So it was a cool experience for him as well. So nice. Yeah, it was. It was nice. What about you? You you, you uh, had a little postseason yourself. I had three. So ours is set up similarly. You've got your district that's just in. It's your classification in your county. Right. Like and it's the same thing. One like one A. I think we have one A through seven A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure why they had the letter A in there either because it's all I'm A. Not There's no B. Right, <laughs> um, but they they have so it's your it's your level in York County, and then it's the winner and I th- I think the top two teams from each district play in the regional tournament, which is your classification, and I don't remember how many neighboring counties, and then from there you go to the state tournament, and the state tournament is in Fort Myers at the Red Sox complex. Nice. Uh, nice. And the uh, I, I worked three district games. Just the the schedule and the travel didn't work for me to to work regional games. Right. I had a pretty good time. Had a very solid crew. My, it was me, the president slash assigner of our association, and then our other assigner, who I've known since two thousand six. So I've, nice. we had yeah. a really good time. Uh, you know, we all, th- we all obviously go way back. We've been umpiring together and those are those games where you've worked so much together and you, you your pregame is just kind of a, Hey, we all know how to work three man, right? Make sure we're going to, we're going to cover and we're going to rotate. Are we going out on everything? Uh, real brief stuff. And then, and then sitting around telling us, remember that time you and I were working here or working there. And, and, uh, and then we went out to grab a drink and, and a meal afterwards. So, Nice. That was realistic. I mean, the the games were great, and it actually turned out that the uh, we had a, we had one game on Monday and two games on the Tuesday, and the second game on Tuesday, the host school uh, actually won the state championship for that uh, classification. So it's a uh, it was really cool. It's a coach I've got to know over the course of of several years. He's a uh, former Atlanta Braves player. So nice, yeah, real cool. Uh, you know, he always treats us well and always has a good program at his school. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, quality baseball at that point in the season, you know, you're not getting, you know, your 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 schools that barely have a team thrown together. You're all you're getting teams that are well oiled machines at that point. So we had yeah. we had a good time. And then I had the county all star game where they take the uh, it's it's a seniors game. They take all the seniors, they divide the county in half, east west, and we play nine innings. Um, and let the seniors get one last shot to play on the field. And uh, we did that over at the Detroit Tigers spring training complex uh, right on. on Monday this week. We actually got moved to the backfield, one of the minor league fields, because the stadium was flooded, basically. Mm. Uh, we got rain for like six days straight. Yeah, I've uh, seen that. Y'all have gotten a lot of rain in the past yeah, week or so. Yeah, right on. But, and we had a good time. We did. We actually, well, the, the all-star game got rained out with uh, one out in the ninth inning. Top oh. bottom of the ninth. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> oh, squeeze it in. There you go. Uh, have we have we talked at all since our postseason has started? Have we have we um, done a show? Uh, we haven't because the last time I think we were mm. kind of giving a preview of what our postseason. Yeah, was that's look right. Like. That's right. So so we haven't talked about uh, a real quick story that I had. I actually saw somebody go to jail uh, at a regional tournament, 
Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Apparently a mom got offended that someone referred to her son in a... It was. If, if that really was said, uh, someone said that the kid would have been safe if he didn't eat cheeseburgers or something along those lines. And if that... I didn't, I didn't hear it, but if that was said, that's, you know, that's rude. People yeah. are just rude. But mom went off the rails over it. And um, long story short, she was about to... Well, she was getting arrested and the husband thought he should step in and, and drag the cop to the ground and punch on him and roll around with him. And so dad ended up going to jail. Mom just got a, a court summons. And uh, yeah, it was a big, big hoo-haw out in the bleachers while a regional semifinal game was going on. Wow. And uh, that actually might have, that was the finals. Sorry, that was the regional championship game. And uh, yeah, it happened in the, in the, I don't know. I think it was the middle of the seventh. Yeah, we only actually we only needed two outs. So it was, it was bottom of seven with, with one out. All we needed was two outs to get out of there, and that went down. So kind of sad way to end that game. And and uh, but um, and the, the shitty thing is that kid yeah. is not pr- that kid's embarrassed as hell. Oh yeah, you know it's not like you're not you're there's it's one thing to to say something back like hey don't don't talk about my kid like that you know something like yep. that. Yeah. But your kid doesn't want your kid wants you to be there to watch him play, not fight another parent over a comment made. Oh yeah, it's and you know, one thing that I've noticed uh, is it's ninety nine percent of the time it's when it comes to umpiring, you know, bad calls, good calls, whatever you want to say, coaching, uh, playing time, it's most of the time it's the parents who are offended. It's not the kids. Yeah. The kid the kids, you know, they see the challenge, they they hear the 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 ki- other kids making fun or whatever, and they deal with it. I mean, think back to when we were kids; we just dealt with it and not, you know, not justify anything. Umpire made a bad call. Well, of course, I was sixteen; he probably didn't make a bad call. I thought it was a bad call, whatever. Um, I I wasn't yelling at him, you know. It was yeah. it was the the fans. It was the parents that were yelling at him. It's like y'all are the ones offended. The kids just want to freaking play ball, you know. Let let the kids play ball. And, yeah, uh, and, and even when it comes to playing time. Yeah, the kids know exactly. what their batting average is versus a lefty yeah. uh, over another kid, and or they know against this particular player, I don't do well. I don't see the ball well because of his delivery, and it's a playoff right. game, so I'm not going to play today. You yeah. know, because of this, because of who's pitching against us, and that's just that's how baseball is. Yeah, there it's, was it's a strategy game. Yeah, exactly. There was there were several times. You know, I'd roll up to the field for a ball game, and and like I wonder if coach is actually going to. He's probably going to play me on defense, but he's probably going to DH me or, you know, DH for me or, or right. I wonder if I'm even going to play at all because I'm struggling. You know, so, I mean, the kids know that going in. The kids the kids have a better grasp of reality when it comes to especially high school sports than the parents. Uh, I've said it a hundred times, probably a thousand times, but I'll keep saying it. Parents are clueless when it comes to the sport. Yeah, and I don't understand where most of them lost touch of, with reality, but at some point they lost it. And now I know there's a, you know there's a few out there who who get it. Don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to bash those those parents, but I'm talking in general terms for the majority. They're clueless, they, and they've lost touch with reality. Uh, yeah, I think it, some of us they're living vicariously through their kids. Um, some of it is they have some maybe some old grudges they didn't you know they need to see a therapist about or something i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> there's something there that 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 is preventing them from seeing the reality of of what's going on and and hey you know what 
sorry, uh, Johnny's not playing well right now, so that's why Johnny's on the bench. Until he proves something in practice or when he gets a chance to pinch hit or pinch run or whatever, until he proves something, little Johnny's going to sit on the bench. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, don't get don't get me wrong. There's some coaches who probably make bad decisions too. But, again, in general, parents just – man, if you would just – if you're a parent listening, if you would just go to the game and just cheer and clap and say, yeah, good job – or you'll get them next time, whatever, the kids would have even more fun than they're already having with you being a moron in the stands. Well, I guarantee these are the same parents that are going in comment sections on you know, the Braves page going, why are, why are they playing Marcelo Zuna when he's only batting 198? You know, he, he, <laughs> does, he should be on the bench. Well, your kid's batting 127, and you're yelling at the coach for not playing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what are you exactly. doing? Yeah. Uh, we, had, we had a parent get arrested uh, about a month ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah actually, um, yeah. I'm, one of the umpires in my association, they they worked their game. They were walking off the field. He uh, he was the base umpire, and the gate was down the the uh, down the baseline. So he opened the gate, and he was waiting for his partner. And a parent came around the corner and punched him in the face and knocked him out one swing. Yep, I saw that video. Unfortunately, because a- and the parent's reasoning was. He was talking to my child, and I didn't want him talking to my child. Well, that's his job. He wasn't saying anything inappropriate. The kid, from what I understand, the kid was, um, the kid and and a kid on the other team were having some words about something. And the umpire, who was closest to this parent's child, was basically like, hey, calm down, knock it off, let it be. You play your game, let him play his game. You know, just, just, he was officiating. He was, pre, you know, yep. preventing it an, an altercation or a problem from developing. And the dad didn't like that, you know, his son was being corrected by the official. And uh, he decided to punch him in the face and uh, knock him out. And he got himself arrested. Yeah, got him a nice well. felony charge. Yeah. Is, in Florida, we actually carry a, there's a statute that is, uh, battery on a sports official, right? Which is C- you know C felony. Yep. Yeah. There's yep. a there's a you know there's regular battery, but then if you hit that guy hit an umpire, right? So it's a it's an actual battery charge on a sports official. Yep. Yep. That's great. Um, yeah. And just I mean I've seen that video. I actually posted that video on a couple of my social media pages and um, of the incident down there. Is it in Kissimmee, Florida? Is where that was? Yep. I believe. Yep. And uh, just what a what a huge piece of shit that guy is, you know. I mean, yeah. there's, I mean, I I have more stronger words for somebody like that, but I'll save them. So for the for the sake of time, yeah. As I'm I'm on I'm on a trip with my, with my 13 yeah. year olds baseball. I, by the and way, so listeners, in, we're not drinking right now because it's like nine o'clock right. in the morning. <laughs> that's right. Um, I'm in a hotel room. My my family is is tucked away in the suite back there in the in the bedroom of the hotel room and getting ready, and I'm in the in the living room here recording. I've got a couch cushion up next to my microphone to help with the sound. So I will be, I'll be drinking here in about as soon as I get done, I'll be drinking. Cause it's yeah, yeah. a project to do, but that's right. And we're going to six flags here in a minute. And so there's a, I've already scuffed it out. There's a couple of places to, to try some, some oh, adult nice. beverages. So I'll, I will, um, I will let them ride the rides and I'll, I'll go check out the, Set yourself on your own little excursion. That's right. Yeah, that's right. There's, <laughs> there is a sports bar and, and the Razorbacks play at one o'clock. So I'll be, I'll be over there watching that. Oh, perfect. So, so Bernie, you posed a, a great question. Um, there's a, 
we have a high school umpire page that me and me and Bernie um, are admin on, um, admin slash moderators on, and and Bernie Bernie posed a fantastic question for umpires. So yeah. we're going to take just a minute to discuss that and um, and kind of um, you know talk a little bit about how how we navigate our the end of our seasons and and end of our games even. So Bernie. Take off with that question and uh, and let's discuss. Well, this came in a. So we're not the only moderators of the group. There's there's a handful of us. And we have a group chat and a uh, very experienced, very knowledgeable umpire was talking in the group chat about how he determines uh, how he measures success and and recognizing that different umpires have different standards or metrics that they use to determine whether or not they're successful as an umpire. So that got me thinking, and I, I posed the question to the group. I, I said, what is, what is the metric that you measure yourself against for determining whether or not you had a successful game? And then one step further, what determines to you whether or not you had a successful season? And, and, and I went on to explain that my, to me, uh, what determines success in a game is if I come away learning something and feeling as if I, I've improved on something, whether it's a, a mechanic, an application of a rule, a my strike zone, a, an angle that I'm seeing a play at a little differently. And often the two go hand in hand. You know, you learn, hey, if I set up behind the plate a little differently, if I, I've learned if I shift my angle differently i'm going to see that outside edge differently or better so that is something i've learned and i've used what i've learned to improve or i've learned that if i hesitate on on a and it, sometimes it's even a, a location specific because every field is made of different material you know and has different you know i've learned that if, if i'm at this one school down the road if it's a bouncing ball to the shortstop a double play ball i'm going to pause before moving as if it's going to be a double play because of the bounces it, it takes. So I've learned that, hey, I need to to work on the bases at this field. I need to take a little different approach than I would at, at the, the field that's three streets down at the private school that the infield plays ground balls completely differently. Just like the players have to learn to read the field, we've got to learn it. So little stuff like that, if, if I come away going, hey, I, I learned something about working, even if it's just working on this field or I learned something about my mechanic uh, and I've been able to use that to improve my positioning or the calls I make. I feel like I had a good game. You know, you're yeah. going to miss pitches. You're going to, it's going to happen. You're going to get up. You're, sometimes you're going to get, we, in backfield, we call it straight lined, you know, where you have to, you end up through no fault of your own looking through a player to try and see another thing. It's just, it's sometimes luck of the draw. But, you know, so I don't get too hard on myself on that stuff. But, you know, and then at the end of the day, though, when I walk off the field, did I call the game the best I could, and did I did I pick up some new information about officiating in general, or or officiating specific plays, or or in specific areas? And if I say yes to those, then I had a good game. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, that's the, and that kind of goes back to when we were um, talking about working the plate. Um, you know, those post game talks with your your partner, everything that you just went over. There's going to be some things that you can, you know, self-judge and and know, hey, you know, my timing was just trash tonight, or or my strike zone was a little trash tonight, and um, um, 
but that post game is whenever you can you can um, work out the you know some of those metrics you're looking for your with your partner. Your partner can say, "Man, your timing was excellent tonight," or "Hey, you remember in the third inning whenever this happened and that happened? Um, try this next time." And especially when that clicks, I I love it. I'm like, man, that's a great idea. And something it feels like my my uh, my umpiring brain just grew a little bit, you know. Like I I can do that, you know. That makes sense. That's going to work. I'm gonna I'm going to implement that. Those are those are good metrics to use for for the game, you know. Did I have a good game? And then I also get some critical. Hey, had my strikes on look. Well, you know, I, I've lot this year. I've gotten Zub. You were really close on those low ones, like maybe a little too low. And I'm like, sweet. I'm trying to get as low as I can, you know. So okay, I got you. And they're like, and the top two, you're like, good, I'm trying to get that high strike. But <laughs> that was just me personally this year. But anyway, um, but those are things that I use. Okay, um, everything else looked good. Yeah, you look good tonight. So, you know, those are, those are, I don't really, you know, care about what fans say. And coach, now there's some coaches that I appreciate, you know, and, and, um, you know, so like if I can tell that they're struggling with my strike zone a little bit that night, you know, I might, I might weigh that a little bit. Um, but usually not. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There's and and um, even with my partner, you know, I, I weigh my my partner's opinion of my strike zone. If there were some things that he caught or saw or whatever, but even then, you know, it's still I'm I'm not using their opinion as a huge metric. When it comes to my strike zone, usually I know whenever I'm struggling. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so, so yeah. that's that's what I weigh the most, you know. Like, man, what happened? Why did I get in such a funk? Why was I so tight? Why was I so? Why was I giving balls, you know, strikes two balls off the the outside corner? I, I wasn't seeing the outside corner well, or whatever it was, uh, confidence level, something, you know. Those are the things that I use, and and if I can come away saying, okay, I think I can fix that, or I'm going to fix that, then that's that's a good game as well. And then of course, you know. Um, looking back at the bang bang plays, um, I weigh that a little bit, um, uh, not a whole lot, but I do weigh it a little bit. You know, I'll go back and watch a video. Yeah, man, I nailed that ball call. Yeah, I nailed that play at second base. Whatever it might be, um, and I re- highly recommend going back. I think we talked about this before. Watching video of yourself, you can really, you can really um, judge your game performance. By rewatching, so and and if there's no way to get video, even a lot of our schools here locally have, there's a couple local photographers that go around and take a lot of the sports pictures in the county. Oh yeah, yeah. Get a, get a hand, get get a hand, get get a hold of the <laughs> there you go of, of of a picture, even a picture or two. Like there's a there's a a game maybe four or five weeks ago, and the guy was out there, and uh, he and I were real cool, and and and. Uh, I said, hey, if you got anything of, of me, shoot it over to me. Um, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. And he sent me a picture and I said, because I, and I got off the, when I got off the field that day, I said, well, I felt like I wasn't seeing a particular pitch. Right. It was that, it was that knee high breaking pitch that comes in from the left-handed batter's box into a right-handed batter on a lefty pitch. We had two lefty pitchers that day. Right. And I was like, I'm just not seeing it, and it's it's getting up on me, and it's exploding at me because I'm not tra- I'm not tracking it well. And uh, so he sent me some pictures, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, that's why, because I'm not 
angled. I, I wasn't, for whatever reason, that day angled enough towards that outside corner yeah. when I was working behind the plate. So I was having to do more work to look that way. Uh, and, 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 you know, by at that last second work to, to catch that pitch, instead of setting my body up for the pitch to just come straight to me, it was it was affecting me seeing that pitch. And then I, I saw some pictures from a, a game a couple of weeks ago, and or I felt like I was good. And I was like, well, here's the difference between my plate stance on that day and my plate stance on this day. Like, there it is right there. You know, clear yep. today. I'm doing two different things, and I came off the field feeling better the second day than the first day. Yeah, and those are those are just you know some small metrics you can use to to gauge your game, how how you did in your game, and and um, and also those you know even when you sit back and say I had a good game, um, like you said earlier, one of those is I learned something or I picked up on something that I was doing. You know, I'm you know, I'm getting better, and so that's yeah. always always a good game. Um, and and. I don't. I don't want to sound like we're fluffing this up. You don't always have a good game. Sometimes oh, you no. have a shitty game. You know. So, so don't don't sit there and say, well, all right. No matter how bad I how bad I screwed up out there, I had a good game. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because sometimes you just have to be real with yourself. Say, man, that was really really bad performance tonight, and I'm going to do better. And so, yeah. yeah, and 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 kind of moving into the the metrics to, you know, grade your season, uh, kind of the you know. On the same lines, um, or on the same theme, um, I like to keep a little book. A little, I guess it's a journal. Uh, I don't sit there and write. You know, today is blah blah blah. But I just keep some notes. You know, I might put a date on there if I'm thinking about it. But I just like to keep some notes that I learned. You know, something that I learned or something that I was doing that I was struggling with that I corrected and how I corrected it. And I can go back and look at that and say because if I get to a spot again where I'm not seeing the outside corner, man, what did I do? You know. So anyway. But I go back and look at those notes, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm adjusted well this this season. I I got some slumps, and I adjusted well, and um, you know got out of them, and then um, um, kind of kind of gauge my my entire season off some of those notes. Yeah, in re- in regards to getting better and and adjusting and, and maybe even going back to some basics, you know, um, I I was really rusty this year in the field. I didn't have a whole lot of of um, field work this year. I was I did I would say seventy five or eighty percent of my varsity assignments were plate assignments, and so um, I was I was kind of struggling out in the field um, a little bit. And so there's you know there's things like that that I use, and then you know a lot of people, I mean. I think we even discussed this a little bit in that group chat. They'll they'll talk about postseason and blah blah and all this stuff, which those are good metrics to use. Don't don't get me wrong. If you're out there and you're listening and you had a postseason assignment, um, congratulations. That is it's it's good to have. A, I mean, it's an accomplishment. I mean, yeah, exactly. It is. I would not say that it's the biggest metric that I use to gauge my season or to, to grade my season. Right. Um, uh, one of the biggest ones that I see because I've come from the the assigning realm. Is was I reliable? Was I dependable? How many time, how many games did I have to turn back this year? I turned back two games, two assignments, and I felt terrible. You know, yeah. it's like, but I mean, so how dependable was I? You know, that's that's probably one of the biggest that that your assigner is looking at. Well, there's several big ones, but that's one of them. And um, so, how dependable was I? Yeah, and and I mean, even I had a game 
this year, it wasn't on my schedule. It was a, there was four games one week that need, there were like last minute assignments um, that, that schools had moved some games because of rain earlier in the season. And he called me. He said, hey, listen, I know you're blocked on this day of this week. Can you help me out? Like, is there any way? And I made a couple phone calls real quick to my partners at work, and they were like, yeah, we can cover you. We'll shift some things around. So I called him back and said, yeah, I can work that game. He put the wrong day in. There was four different days that week. He put the wrong day mm-hmm. in. And yep. I... uh I I called him and I had to kick it back, even though it was him. It was his error. Right. I still felt bad, like oh shit. He's got yeah, sure. Back. Yep, yep. I mean, it ha- you know, those things happen. And so, like one thing that that I use, probably the biggest thing that I use to to kind of grade my season is the level of communication I have with my my signers and my our league you know our our uh, not league our our uh, association officers um what you know i don't want to say are they including me but are they are they communicating with me in other words do they trust that i will communicate with them and and they're you know how that kind of goes back to that dependability i think that's one of the one of the biggest things you know um are they, you know, some I, here lately they've been asking me rules questions and yeah. helping with rule interpretations and getting more involved and and so that that kind of helps me say, all right, well, for the past couple of years, I've been I've been doing well at this or or whatever. I'm not saying that that is something that you have to have because there are some guys that, I mean, they just want to go umpire. Yeah, like, they don't they don't want to they don't want to. Do any of the the other, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm actually I'm kind of I'm sort of that guy. Uh, I just want to go umpire most of the time. Just you know, I just want to get out there on the field and go to work. And th- that's a great um, guy. I mean, we that's the that's the guys we need in our in our association working. You know, we need those guys that just want to umpire. They actually want to be out there to umpire. That's another point too. Do I want to umpire next year? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, must have you know that's a pretty good season. You know, I know I know I've been there before. We're like, I'm I don't know that I want to do this next year. You know, and I, I hate being there. And it might that's probably accumulation of just some bad games, maybe an overall just just an okay or bad year. You know, um, but being dependable and and then also being trustworthy. Um, when, when, you know, guys are, are, you know, your, your assigners and your other umpires, your peers trust you with, you know, Hey, what'd you see? Hey, can you watch this clip of me doing this? Can, you know, those, those things like overall that just lets me know, Hey, things are, things are going in the right direction. Uh, putting in work, that work is, is, uh, you know, it's, it's proven itself. It's, it's, um, it's uh, what's I guess what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, work that I'm paying off. It's paying off. Yeah, there you yep. go. That's it. It's paying off because because not only am I get, you know do I keep getting you know good assignments and but uh, my my peers are trusting me. They're they're my my uh, admin thinks that I'm dependable or knows that I'm a, I'm dependable and yep. and uh, so those are those are good metrics. What about you? What do you have for for the season? 
So at the end of the season, you know, like you said, a big one is, do I, do I feel good at the end of the season? Do I feel like I want to come back? Yeah. Being in Florida, uh, I know a lot of you who listen aren't, aren't from an area where this is even possible, but being in Florida, we have a lot of guys who officiate for a living and it's because there's baseball year round. We have new year's tournaments. We have Christmas tournaments. We have Thanksgiving tournaments. We have 4th of July. Like we have, there's a tournament for every holiday. There's a tournament on weekends. There's no holidays. There's fall ball. There's summer <laughs> ball. There's spring ball, regular season. Um, there yeah. were several years of my life where all I did was umpire mm. to the tune of between six and 700 games a year. Man. Um, and that, and that's including, I mean, that, that's including the time where I, you know, working softball, oh, yeah. you know, college showcase tournaments where they're playing an hour and 15 drop dead time limit. Yeah. And you're working two plates in a row because it's a showcase and you're not enforcing any rules or change or subs or <laughs> nothing. It's right. just balls and strikes. You work two plates, you get off the field, you work two bases, you're working six, seven games a day. It's yep. not healthy. It's not good. Sure. Um, yeah. I've but, been there. Done it. You know, sometimes you do it, you have to. And at the end of that, I stopped. I took a, that's why I say, you hear me say, I started umpiring in, I started umpiring in 2004 and it's 2023 now, but I only give myself credit for being on the field for about 16 seasons because I took yeah. a couple of years off um, because I got, I got to a point where I said being on the field is not fun anymore. And I, I'd never want to get to that point in my life again, where baseball or softball, two sports that I love are not fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, burnout is a real thing, and and not just an umpiring burnout in in your day to day job, your your life. I mean, there you've got to break it up. Um, I, I you know I know a lot of guys that go right from high school, roll right in, catch the last couple months of of travel ball, and they're they're getting as many games in as they can. And some of them, by the time July's over, they they hate it. You know, they yeah. they just hate they hate umpiring and. Uh, and I've been there. I've been one of those guys before. I'm looking up in August. I'm like, why in the hell am I out here? I don't even want to. I, I do not want to umpire tomorrow. You know. Right. And um, so you just got to be careful. Don't burn yourself out. Burnout is real. Um, and so, yeah, I did the same thing. I, I took about uh, it was about two seasons off myself. So uh, I, I, I was still involved. I was assigning guys, but I didn't call a lot of games. Yeah, I was still involved. I was still. I mean, guys are still calling me, and and I'm, I was still going to games and watching guys work, new right. guys and stuff. But. I also don't like you said. Uh, just and this is not. We're not shitting on you if you get playoff assignments. That's a huge accomplishment. But keep in mind, playoffs, postseason assignments are not necessarily practical, right? For everyone, yeah, so, especially guys you, who have other jobs. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, to work a regional game, my association we sent a crew to a regional game that was like two and a half hours away, and. That's just not it's not something it was like a five o'clock in the evening game. I can't I can't do that on a weekday. So it's and I'm not saying, oh, well, playoffs are because I've heard people on the other side say, well, playoffs are just whoever's available. No, no, no. Playoffs are still given to qualified umpires. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, it's nothing to say. It's like it's not like, oh, well, they didn't have anybody. So they sent these guys. No, they associations will just not send a crew if they don't have anybody qualified and available. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But just because you didn't get a playoff assignment doesn't mean you didn't have a great season. You know, I learned, I learned a lot this season. I, ch I completely, completely changed my plate mechanics this season over uh, since 2006, I have been using one plate stance, one mechanic for balls and strikes. And I completely changed it. Like, like revamped everything. I went from using the scissors 
and the point, <laughs> if you've ever watched Jeff Nelson, MLB yeah. umpire Jeff Nelson work, um, I almost unintentionally, initially unintentionally, but then when I started watching him work, it kind of kind of took some stuff from him, almost almost mimicked his uh, mechanics. Um, and this season I switched, I started using the box, the heel toe, uh, and, and using the hammer for strikes and coming straight back for, for strike three instead of, uh, to the side, we, you know, I'd, I'd go to the side with bases empty, uh, sometimes in, in, I, I just stopped, I stopped, I completely changed it and it felt, I feel better. Uh, everything comes together a little better play wise for me. So yeah, I feel like this season was really great because I, I, I made a change and learned a lot from that change and, and just had a, a better time on the field because of it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because I'm I'm like I was saying earlier, I was rusty in the bases. I was rusty on my my biggest uh, thing that I was working on this year was taking double plays out of B Ooh. and yeah, not getting in the way and drop stepping, you know, drop step, drop step and, and getting those angles. My biggest issue was my angle to first base and seeing that play well. And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I have struggled lately with that. And by the end of this season, especially postseason help, because you get a you get a few more base assignments. Although we were working three umpires, but still, um, I was still able to take some double plays out of B whenever I was U three. And uh, although you, I'm not drop stepping to get the angle at first anymore in the situation. I was still able to work on that drop step a little bit, but I was st- you know still having to keep my eyes on for force play slide rule. But anyway. Um, one thing that I've used to say that I've had a good season is I feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident in taking those double plays in the middle of the field, um, especially when you're in a two-umpire system. And so um, that's one metric that I've that probably, you know, as far as on-the-field stuff goes, that's one of the biggest ones that I'm using this year to say, good year, Zoo, you know, you got – you got that kink worked out, ready for, ready to get out there next year. And another thing was my head height on my strike zone. Uh, seeing that outside corner, true. Uh, some nights I felt locked in. Some nights I felt like I was giving way too much out there. I never felt like I was too tight out there. It was yeah. always that I was giving too much. And so um, I feel like I ended the season this year. Um, probably worked four or five plate assignments in, in postseason and felt pretty good. I actually got knocked out of one of my plate assignments. I think I told you about that. Yep. Got nailed in the arm with about an 85 or 87 on our fastball that catcher got crossed up on. Had a had an orange size or a baseball size hematoma on my left arm right above my hand, right above my wrist. Um, my arm looked broke at first. It looked like it was displaced. Like the bone yeah. should be coming through the skin. So anyway, anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, those small metrics are actually big. They're huge, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's something that I was able to work on and, and and work out. So, great season, you know. Yeah, and and uh, our challenge to to each of you out there listening is come up with your own little system for evaluating, not necessarily evaluating yourself, because you evaluate yourself. You're you're looking at it through tinted lens, uh, unless you're able to get your hands on video or or photo. Those rose-colored but, glasses. Yep. Evaluate, <laughs> evaluate yourself on a larger spectrum like that. Hey, did I have a? Did I come off the field feeling good? Did I? Yeah. Did I? Did I change something that worked for me? Yes. Did I change something that didn't work for me? Okay. Well, I know I need to reverse. 
I thought this change was going to help me improve, but it didn't. So we'll go back to what we've started with and then work another direction. Yeah. Come up with little ways to look at your, your game by game that way. And then at the end of the season, sit down and go, what did I, what do I take away from this season as a whole about me as an official? Don't look at the game assignments because it's during the season, sometimes, you know, my work schedule, I work 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. on my day job. So the days I umpire, I take the whole day off. Right. Uh, and so there were games that I got that I wouldn't say were necessarily the best quality games. Yep. Uh, and it wasn't because I am not a, a, a good umpire. I, I'm confident that I'm a solid umpire. I'm confident in, in my abilities. But on a Tuesday afternoon... The school that may not have lights at four o'clock. Guess what? Guess who's available for that game? Because I, I'm off the whole day. Everybody else yeah. gets off their job at five thirty, six o'clock. So they're going to go work the seven thirty games at the big schools, you know. And and I'm going to that that smaller school that that's that's got that four o'clock game. Or I'm making the drive to the other side of the county because I'm available to make that drive during the yep. day. So so. Don't look too hard at the quality of game assignments you're getting either because it's not uh, and I'm I'm speaking as a general I'm sure there are associations unfortunately that that this is the case but as a right. general rule in my experience you know but it's not a personal thing if you get a pity game tonight it's you were available to make that trip at that time of day and no one else was yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, so, they, they they tried to give me the five A state, which was I'm in Northwest Arkansas. It was in Northeast Arkansas, all the way across the the state, and and um, it's like, man, there's a two A state right here that's like 15 minutes from my house. I'll I'll do that one. You yeah. know, yeah, I'm so, not concerned with you know. Not, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a state tournament for the most part. It's going to be pretty quality games. So no matter what class you're on, but you know, I'm I'm kind of speaking to your to your point there that just because you get the two way game, um, you know, all the way across the County doesn't mean you're a bad umpire. So just embrace the, uh, the assignment and go rock it, you know, yeah. like it's uh man, I got about 10, 13 year olds waiting on me to go to six flags. So, Oh, that you want to close us out and yeah, and, I uh, <laughs> I literally just sent. I just sent you a message saying, "Hey, are you, uh, you good on time?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I've got to go. Uh, so you close us out and uh, and wrap it up, and I'll, I will be ready to roll for our next episode. Uh, yeah, everybody, uh, thank you. It's been a great season. We're not ending the show. We're going to keep the show going. Um, we're just going to shift from talking about our games to talking about other stuff. Um, if you want to reach out to us, balls.strikes.bourbon at gmail.com. Uh, we've got a couple emails. We also have a feature on Spotify, if you're listening to us there, uh, where you can answer questions. I put a question up with the episode every time I upload an episode now. I started about two episodes ago. And uh, we're going to go through those answers to those questions next episode and some emails. Uh, and if you listen to this episode, go in. There's a, I think it's called Interact is the button, and you can answer. It's a Q&A is what it's called. Um, answer the question. We'll... we'll Read the question, give you feedback, if, you know, whatnot on the air. Uh, find us on Spotify for podcasters is what it's called. Now, it used to be called Anchor. It's Balls, Strikes, and Bourbon. Uh, you can still go to the Anchor link, anchor.fm slash Balls, Strikes, and Bourbon, or slash Balls, Strikes, Bourbon, all one word. And that'll give you links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a couple other places. Uh, and, and, you know, 
we'd love to hear from you. We've gotten some good feedback. A uh, guy named Garrett, I believe was his name, who emailed us earlier on. Uh, he said he got some tips that he took from the podcast, and he was able to get a, a postseason assignment, uh, a low-level postseason assignment, but still a postseason assignment in his first season. So congratulations. Um, that's huge. You know, keep keep at it. And uh, other than that, that's episode nine. A uh, little shorter than the others, uh, but uh, we felt we needed to get some content out to you, and, and this is a great discussion to have as everyone's season is is starting to wind down. So... I, uh, I'm Bernie, and I've been joined with Josh, as per usual. Uh, this has been episode number nine of Balls, Strikes, and Bourbon, a podcast about umpiring and whiskey. Folks, we will hopefully talk at you again next week.